Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is August 24th. Today we're going to continue in Doctrine and Covenants 93. And again, as we study today, let's think about the two things that we are supposed to be learning from these verses. Understand who we worship and understand how to worship. So first of all, in verse 10, it teaches us a little more about the Savior. Again, remember, this is John the Baptist speaking about the Savior here. And he says, the worlds were made by him. Men were made by him. All things were made by him and through him and of him. My friends, when we really understand Christ is the creator, does that not lead us to want to worship him? In fact, some of the more spiritual moments I've had in my life is being in nature and singing how great thou art. In fact, I just got home from girls camp about a month ago and was so sad when I realized that we didn't sing that song the entire time I was there. But listen to these lyrics. Think about your experiences in nature, your experiences as you stand in awe of the creation of God. The hymn says, O Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. When through the woods and forest glades I wander and hear the birds sing sweetly in the trees, when I look down from lofty mountain grandeur and see the brook and feel the gentle breeze, then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. And when I think that God, his son not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in, that on the cross, my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. When Christ shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home, what joy shall fill my heart. Then I shall bow in humble adoration and then proclaim, My God, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Yesterday we talked about this idea of condescension of God. To go from being this creator who created all the worlds, the stars, the rolling thunder, the woods and forest glades and the birds and the brooks, created all these things with power given to him directly from God, and then to come and condescend and on the cross bear our burdens gladly. Truly, when we see nature, when we see his creations, it causes us to want to worship him as the creator. Now, there's another part of John testifying of the creation that I think is so fascinating because John, remember, isn't just John the Baptist. He's also the Savior's cousin. And so he would have known him. They would have known each other as kids, probably. They would have seen each other multiple times throughout their lives. John had an upfront, close and personal view of the Savior's progression. And so John testifies that the Savior was all-powerful, that he was this mighty creator who made all the earth and all the men and everything 
And then he teaches us something so interesting in verses 12 and 13. He says, And I, John, saw that he received not of the fullness at first, but received grace for grace. And he received not the fullness at first, but continued from grace to grace until he received a fullness. And thus he was called the Son of God, because he received not a fullness at first. Now remember, I love that it's John that's testifying of this. John, who saw the Savior as a child. John that saw him grow. John that saw him progress. Can testify of the Savior as the creator of the worlds, but can also testify of him as John, the son of Mary, the mortal Messiah. And in a unique way, he can teach us that the Savior grew grace for grace, that he did not receive a fullness at first, but that it came little by little and piece by piece, line upon line, precept upon precept, which is God's way. Now, why is it important that we understand this? Why is it important that we understand that when the Savior was born of Mary, being a part of God and a part of Mary, containing both the immortal and the mortal, why is it important that we understand that he was not born with this perfect knowledge, that he wasn't born with an understanding of who he was and the power that he had, that he wasn't born with this idea of him being the creator of the earth. He, just like us, had a veil over his eyes and had to learn and had to grow, as the scriptures teach us, grace for grace. And so he understands what it's like to be mortal. He understands what it's like to progress. He understands what it's like to not remember being in the presence of God and having to understand who he was and his divine nature. And so when we're struggling with that, when we are struggling to know who we are and who we are in relationship to God, he knows that. He knows what that's like. Now, it's a little bit different for us. He grew grace for grace, and we can as well. But Lindsay Robbins also teaches us that we grow failure to failure as well. Whereas his was a steady step forward, our path kind of weaves a little bit as we try and fail and try again. But it's important that we understand that Christ truly had a mortal existence. That yes, he was the creator of all the worlds and everything in them, but that he condescended below all things and became mortal, human, able to understand us in ways that he could not as creator of the earth. Because now he had this piece of mortality in him as well. Luke teaches us the same principle in Luke chapter 2, verse 52, when he teaches that Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Just as we have to learn, the Savior learned. Just as we have to grow, the Savior grew. Just as we have to understand our divine nature and our identity as children of God, the Savior had to understand that as well. So when we need someone to better understand our journey, we can trust that he does. Joseph Fielding Smith taught, Our Savior was a God before he was born into this world, and he brought with him that same status when he came here. He was as much a God when he was born into the world as he was before. But as far as this life is concerned, it appears that he had to start just as all other children do and gain his knowledge line upon line. Without doubt, 
Jesus came into the world subject to the same conditions as was required of each of us. He forgot everything, and he had to grow grace to grace. My friends, I absolutely love this topic of grace and what it means to grow grace to grace. Tomorrow, we'll talk more about what grace is and what it means in our lives, how we can grow grace for grace. But I testify that our Savior understands us, that he knows us, that being a God in the pre-mortal existence, he still condescended, forgot all, and had to grow in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God the same way each of us do. And with that understanding, approaching him for help and for grace becomes easier and easier to do. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.